0: G'day there, and
1: welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glen ZB. Should we mark the week? Yeah, it's Friday. That's what we do. Uh, we've got another Sweden update for you. Uh, Amazon is the place with all the jobs right now, and a little bit more on that Russian vaccine. How's that travelling? But before any of that, uh, the uh, Labour's renewable energy uh, pledge. Uh, It sounds like something we've heard before, doesn't it?
0: Some simple questions I have for you this morning over Labor's energy policy. They want us to be 100% renewable by 2030. The policy is that this is five years sooner than the current policy, so nothing's changed apart from the date. So first question, is changing a date, a policy? In 2025, they're going to have a review to see where they're at. Is having a review a policy? By the way, whenever we talk of renewables, I remind anyone and everyone to watch Michael Moore's documentary Planet of the Humans on renewables, and if you go in with an open mind, and this is the problem with the Labour policy, but let me come back to that, if you go in with an open mind, do you still feel the same way about renewables at the end of the doco? Anyway, is a policy still a decent policy if it's driven by ideology? Further, is it still a decent policy if the ideology is insisted upon, despite evidence To show it's wrong. The reasons for these questions are because the policy as announced is in fact not new. One, it's already set for 2035. But two, more importantly, the journey there has already been mapped out and it doesn't add up. Part of making us 100% renewable requires us to turn Lake Onslow into a pumped hydro facility. A massive bucket of water, basically, just in case. Uh, The bill for the bucket is $4 billion. Another question, do we have $4 billion? No, we don't. If we spent $4 billion, would having Onslow on standby just in case make sense? No, it wouldn't. How do I know this? Because the industry, as in the power industry, has looked at it and concluded it's too expensive. The Productivity Commission has also looked into it and come to the same conclusion. I told the Prime Minister this a couple of weeks ago, but as is her want, she doesn't deal in fact or reports or experts, she deals in ideology. So she's spending more millions on yet another report, the result of which I suspect we already know, sort of like hiring Brian Roach and Heather Simpson, what's widely understood, Onslow aside, by anyone who knows anything about renewables, is that as a country we already do pretty well. 80 plus percent is renewable already. To get to 95 percent, that's doable, but beyond that, it becomes pointless. It's more money than it's worth. It's window dressing for the sake of it. And yet, here we are. They have the answers, the reports have been done, but why would you use fact and fiscal prudence when you can make it up as you go along? So, final question was that a policy? Or delusional hot air that, given the target is 2030, will never see the light of day.
1: Um, Yeah, that documentary, Mike, talked about Planet of the Humans. It's not actually Michael Moore. Uh, I think he might have funded it and some kind of producer. It's a mate of his, I think. He's actually the it's not, you know, it's not like your normal Michael Moore documentary where you've got Michael Moore running around you know, shouting at people and asking them hard questions and stuff. There's another bloke doing that. Just so we're clear. I mean, I don't know why I'm telling you that. I guess it's in case you just particularly hate Michael Moore and can't stand seeing him on screen. He's not on screen in this. It's not really his documentary. That's all I'm trying to get at.
0: Anyway, enough of that. Going gas-bagging on and on and on. Let's mark the week. It's Friday. It's what we do. Time now to mark the week. Little piece of news and current events. It's more popular than a public holiday. Ah, yes, Matariki 6. Why? Because mainly we like days off. The fact it was Labour's opening so-called policy speaks to their raw political desire, of course. Uh, the Rugby Championship 2. Yep, wah. another example of a government that couldn't deliver on if its life depended on it. Nothing official yet out of Australia, but I tell you what, if we lose it to them, what's that say about a can-do, or more specifically, a can't-do attitude? The advantage of a strong COVID response is, is what again? North v South 8. <laughs> A reminder of the value of sport and a reminder of the value of crowds, both emotionally and financially. If the border hadn't been leaked and we wouldn't be at three, then two, and the stadium would have been full and the cash registers would have rung. Thank God the game itself lived up to expectations, eh? Uh, the All Blacks speaking of which, seven. What a wacky year. A side named for what? Will they play? Who would know? Civics. Seven. Great survey from the New Zealand Initiative. A reminder of the value of knowing how your country's run and yet... So few of us do, sadly. Watercare 3.
1: We haven't been mis- um, useless and we haven't mismanaged the situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in yesterday's interview, you see why Auckland is where it's at. The Debt 8. Probably the political announcement of the week, actually. Actor behind it, look it up. It's an insight into the mess we're in and, most importantly, what we could do about it if we wanted to. Uh, the vaccine 4. Tough week. Uh, one, the trial suspended. But the real concern, surely that the politics and market action around it, its arrival is as much about votes and profit as it is about actually killing a virus. Eric Murray, eight. God bless him. In a woke old world of whiners and wows as he called out the lily-livered and defended high-performance sport and its so-called issues. If you haven't, uh, look it up. It's in the Herald. Read it. It's a very good piece. Tax, four. <laughs> Strange business. Uh, no one really wants to go near it except, of course, the Greens, because taxes love. And if I was Grant, I would have left it completely because raising parking meter money from high owners, only reminds everyone, Labor hates success. Uh, The Cannabis Papers, eight. The stuff the ministry didn't want you to see, and yet now we have. Uh, The hospitalizations, the increase in users, the use of illegal weed, the gang involvement, my God, over 400 shops up and down the country. Government endorsed selling the stuff. The fact they were trying to conceal that should be a crime. Student Loans, eight. Good news is now they're back, we can collect the money. Can't we? We're gonna collect the money, aren't we? Surely, CO2, four. Give it up. UN figures show we're pumping it out at record amounts. The global lockdown sort of worked, but in reality, we've learnt to save the planet. We need to bankrupt ourselves, and guess what? We're not doing that. And that's the week. Copies on the website. It's been announced this week, by the way, too. For year 13s, if you can recite two of these in a row, there's an extra credit for every three already earned.
1: Um, Now, I know that might sound easy, but I can assure you I've been doing this for a long time now, and I only get them right about one out of every five. And it's my job. So I would suggest that it perhaps is actually worth some NCEA credits, if you, if you can recite two in a row. Um, right, shall we head back to Sweden now? Um, Mike's been pretty obsessed with Sweden since they decided to go the uh, herd immunity route, um,
0: and here's uh, the latest on that. The Australians this morning are writing this about Sweden. Uh, they're deeply concerned because Sweden's averaged only one death a day over the last 10 days. Meantime, in the same period... There's been 136 people die in Australia, all of them in Victoria. Uh, Sweden businesses operating close to normal. borders are starting to reopen. And what's happening is all of Europe, if not the world, are looking at Sweden at the moment. Because, of course, Europe have gotten certain parts, the UK, France, Spain, Italy, a second wave, deeply concerned they don't know what to do about it. Has Sweden got a second wave? No, they don't. So the authorities aren't even recommending the use of masks, nor have they ever recommended the use of masks. All they've said is social distancing, please. Be sensible. Follow hygiene prevention. The schools have been open, bars have been open, restaurants have been open, and they're even running economically a surplus. And if you remember when the numbers for Q2 came out for Europe, uh, what was it, a week to two weeks ago? Far and away the least affected economy in all of Europe by a mile was Sweden.
1: Is it wrong that every time he does the, one of these Swedish updates, I, I hear the uh, music for the Swedish Chef from the Muppets in my head? It's very wrong. I should stop doing that. Um, I won't tell you the kind of music I hear when he talks about the Russian vaccine.
0: Vaccine News, AstraZeneca, uh, they should know before the end of the year whether this thing's going to work. They've suspended the late stage trials, of course, but uh, they think by the end of the year they're going to know. So it's going to be well into next year. And they're the leading uh, contenders. That thing I told you about earlier on from The Lancet this, um, this week. Lancet published some reviews of the Russian vaccine and it seemed to work. But now we've got 27 scientists who have written an open letter to The Lancet saying, look, there's some unlikely patterns there. Uh, and we've got problems, the reliability they're worried about. Participants had reported identical antibody levels at different points in the study. They're concerned at the lack of original numerical data. No conclusions can be definitively drawn on the reliability of the data presented. So it's not the first time the Lancet's published something that scientists have later written to them and gone, excuse me, none of this really adds up. So it goes back to the old, uh, do you trust the Russians on a vaccine thing, doesn't it? See,
1: unlike most people, I w- was less skeptical about the Russian vaccine because I figured, because remember all the, there were all the stories that um, somebody was hacking the, the vaccine research. And I figured that they were just stealing everybody else's ideas and then combining it all in to make one super vaccine. Um, just a theory. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Amazon, definitely the place to work. Uh, they need you.
0: You want a job? Uh, Amazon are looking at the moment. Uh, interesting numbers around Amazon. E-commerce accounts for 16% of all US retail spending in the second quarter, which is up from 11%, which is this overall global thing that, uh, because we all got locked down, we all started buying online. Question is, is it sticky? Do we continue to buy online? Does it continue to increase? Are bricks and mortar in trouble, et cetera, Or do we all go back to uh, the malls once they're open? Uh, Amazon got 38% of that e-commerce market in America. So currently, they've got, imagine being on the intranet and going to the careers section. Uh, They've currently got 33,000 jobs open right now. 33,000. They ended the second quarter with 602,000 people in the US alone, and that doesn't include seasonal and temporary workers. Globally, they've got 875,000 people. So right now... There are 33,000 positions to fill.
1: It's an amazing scale, isn't it? I wonder how many people it takes just to maintain that part of their website, the careers part, and how many people they have to continually hire just to do that. I'm Glenn ZB, funny old world. That uh, was the rewrap. wrap Great insight, Glenn ZB. We'll see you back here again on Monday. A bit tired.